Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. Corey Fontana lifts it. Head coach Tony Ursland coming to you uh, from West Lafayette, sunny West Lafayette, Indiana. It's gorgeous um, outside. It is perfect. This is uh, uh, we're getting a taste of of fall this week. Temperatures are going to. Uh, this isn't the weather report. This is the wrestling report. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful outside. Get outside. Hey, it's because you know why, Corey. It's because you're in Foreman's. It's you're in Foreman's office, and he's obsessed with the weather, and it's yep. just like osmosis. Like he got you. Major thanks to Chris Foreman for letting me uh, steal his office today, whether he knows it or not. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll work that out later. We'll work that out later. Coach, good to see you guys again. Uh, I know you're you're just across the way, but you're so dang busy these days that uh, that we don't run into each other very often. Uh, yeah. I, I know the guys are are back and, and knee-deep in academics, starting to get into that wrestling work. How are things going? Yeah, no, I mean, to your point, it's 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 good to see you and at least be able to catch up once during the week. It's just a shame it's on our podcast to do it. But um, yeah, we have to clean yeah. things up. Yeah. Uh, to your point, man, it's we are busy. There are no days off right now for us. Uh, the team is just kind of in the middle of their preseason training. Um, been going really well. Uh, really happy about where the guys are. You know, they came back in good shape. And so we were able to hit the ground running. And so you know, a lot of good work for these young guys. You know, it's important as a younger team, and we've talked about this before, right? It's going to be some new faces in the lineup. There's a lot of work to be done as far as technically and just making sure they're they're up to speed and continuing to, to kind of develop. So been really happy, though. Their attitudes are great. They've, they've been working hard. And so, again, just excited to let them off the leash a little bit more as we continue to get closer and closer to the season. Uh, recruiting, you know, again, this is where there's no days off. You know, we've got the last two weekends, we've had people coming in, whether it was, you know, Thursday for that Thursday night game mm -hmm. and departing Saturday or last weekend was a, was a Friday to Sunday deal. Uh, we're going to do that again the next two weeks, right, with recruiting. So uh, no days off, but but it's all good because we love uh, kind of having people in to see what Purdue's all about, and uh, we're excited about the quality of the the young men and, and the families that we have on campus uh, during these recruiting weekends. Yeah, Corey, my slave driver of a boss has really been putting the screws to me with these back to back to back to back uh, recruiting weekends. I, you know, I don't I don't know how uh, I don't know how to to really deal with this guy. He's, he's something else. <laughs> well, you know, and it's it's funny. Like your you your rest right now is like a few hours, right? Like the like, Typically, you know, families and recruits go home Sunday morning after breakfast. And so you've got maybe Sunday afternoon and typically I'm in the wrestling room a little bit, too. So, you know, it's it's a good thing. We love what, what we do. But uh, honestly, your your recovery time is a few hours, maybe on Sunday afternoon. Enjoy what you're doing before you you wind it up Monday morning. And like Tanner said, he's he's at the uh, the the crucial kind of point of this with with schedules itineraries and all the moving parts that this entails yeah it's uh it's interesting to try and just like mesh you know schedules for you know there's what six of us here in the office soon to be seven uh moving pieces and parts golf carts appointments on campus networking other people in athletics into the formula to meet with uh with these kids and their families um it uh like, like tony said the other day i uh we got done with the meeting. He's like, where are you at? I was like, I'm at home. I had to leave. <laughs> I had to get out. <laughs> He's like, you soaking your head? I was like, yes, it was, it was, it was necessary. Just, just don't, yeah. don't say what you're soaking your head in. 
Right. That's not, yeah, that's not appropriate for this catalog here. That's a different podcast. But it is fun. I will say this for all the work, you know, and it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. It is a lot of work and takes a lot of coordination, but, but I do enjoy that aspect of it. I do enjoy the time with the families and the kids here. That is still a really enjoyable piece for me. And what makes this worth it, you know, being able to meet the, the families that we do and then working with these, the guys on our team, it's still all incredibly enjoyable, despite the amount of work involved. That's, that's how you yeah. know, are you still in a good spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've always said when this, when this starts turning into work, then, you know, it might be time to go because, uh, you know, it's certainly time intensive, yeah. but man, when you love it and, and your family loves it, you know, then, then, it, then it's a great thing. Um, I was going to say, uh, you know, a pat, pat on the back for the staff. Um, I do, you know, in my position, I, I, I greatly appreciate the fact that, um, especially this year so far, uh, we have brought in great kids and great families. And like you said, it's enjoyable. It's fun to, to get to show them Purdue and to, you know, uh, you know, everything we have to offer and, and, you know, West Lafayette and campus and, and everything else. And so, um, you know, kudos to you, Tony and, and Jake and AJ and Leroy and, and, you know, everybody else that's involved that, uh, you know, it's kind of a leap of faith when you're, when you're in my position, as far as like, Hey, you're bringing these people in, we're going to try and do all this nice stuff for them to like have them be great people and like fun to be around and so on and so forth. Like, cause I got to imagine for every, like it's, that's not always the case. No, it's I, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, recruiting is tough business, right? Like as much as we enjoy meeting people and, and cause we have great things here at Purdue to show them and we believe in the people around our program, you know, we really do. And that that's very apparent to people when they're on campus, right? I think people always walk away impressed and we've had a couple of great weekends so far. Um, but recruiting is tough business, right? Um, so uh, there is that aspect to it. And so you know, it's important you keep it in perspective though, right? And, and, and having good people around and that includes the recruits and their parents uh, are included in that deal. Make it, make it a lot easier than, than sometimes it is. I'm really fascinated by this because I, I, like most people listening, like most people in the world, I was not recruited at a high level for, uh, for anything. Um, and, and you, you know, and me we'll, both brother, we'll, we'll rub this past uh, Jacqueline McGill to make sure that we're not going to say anything uh, that's, that's wrong here, but let's, if you could walk me through what an itinerary is for a recruit on campus, let's say for a Saturday football game last, like last weekend, what, what yes. to get here Friday, then what? Yeah, no. So, and, and you say Friday, but a lot of times they're coming in Thursday night. Okay. You can't be on campus yet. Right. But, but, but to start your day on time, you're getting people in on Thursday, you're going to wake up and you're going to hit the ground running hard um, on, on Friday morning. This is where Tanner has been busy all week because you've got breakfast and greet everybody and kind of get them, you know, settled. But then it's, you know, it's, hey, it's academic appointments, it's campus tours, you're talking about NIL, you know what I mean, you're, you're seeing athletic facilities, you're meeting academic advisors, I mean, it's just, you're meeting the nutritionist, you know, the dietitian, you're meeting the strength coach, you're meeting all of these great people, again, that we have around the, uh, you know, around our program, so that kids and, and parents can see, uh, you know, how they're going to be impacted. 
by these people during their career and how it's going to benefit them. So it's just exposing them to everybody. And thankfully, we have lots of resources here at Purdue, right? I mean, I mentioned a dietitian, a strength coach, an athletic trainer. We've got somebody here now, you know, Jack Gallagher doing NIL and Peyton Stovall and his team of people, Nikki McKinney. You know, I'm, I'm running quick here. But right, it's it's all of these people who impact these kids in such a positive way. So it's coordinating that and it doesn't always come out right. I mean, Tanner's problem is this kid is interested in this major and his appointment is at this time. But this young man can't get his academic appointment until later in the day. And so it's just making all of that work and making it kind of you know be smooth from uh, appointment to appointment. Um you get to Saturday though, right? My feeling is that when you get through all of those uh, appointments and the busyness of Friday, Saturdays turn into really enjoyable days because it's just more time around, you know, the parents and the kids and they get to be around the team. And that's really a huge part uh, of this to make sure the fit is right. And then when, when Saturday morning comes, it's, uh, it's, it's typically a, a team tailgate. Uh, get, Practice. You know, I mean, obviously, they're so busy with different things on Friday. Uh, there's more dedicated time for them to be able to sit and watch practice and, and see the guys. And then it's, again, it's tailgate, football, hang out at night. You know, it's you're busy, but it's just a more relaxed setting uh, at that time, I guess. And I'll say this, um, the, the really, like, weird balance that you have to strike when you're working on these weekends, Corey, is – paying attention to the schedule and getting everything into the schedule that you need to get in there mm -hmm. while also leaving enough free time for lack of a better word for the recruits to be with the team so that they can get to know each other and we can get a read on, like Tony said, fit, fit is everything. And so like <clears throat> you can, there is a set, you can over schedule a visit. Yeah. You can, you can put too much stuff on the schedule so that people are just going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And then they get done and they're like, I didn't even get to hang out with the team. You know what I mean? Like, so mm -hmm. uh, it has been interesting over the last couple of years to like figure that all, you know, try to fi figure that balance out. And some weekends work different than others. You know, I was going to bring up Tony that first weekend uh, with that Thursday night game with Penn state, everything was in reverse. Usually the football game is one of the last things you do. Like that first weekend, the football thing was the first, first football game was the first thing. And then you had the appointments. And then like, it was, it was so weird uh, to do that all backwards like that. But um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a balance. It's a tricky, it's a tricky deal to make sure that like you show them everything you want to show them, but you also don't like overwhelm them. Yep. Interesting. So, um, the other that, thing, fascinating. it's wild. It's wild, but it, like it, like you know, like I said before, I'll, uh, and I'll you know echo being able to do it each week with people that are fun to be around, and you know what I mean, and and you, you have a good time together, and everybody's laughing and joking, and you know, getting to experience everything we have to offer, and and just who, and more more so, who we are as people, because you know can't say it enough fit is fit is everything yeah no i think uh and i say this often to parents and recruits but i really believe it like purdue has lots of things just built into it that are going to check you know a lot of boxes right you know kids look at um hey 
you're going to get a great education, right? Purdue is no matter what degree you're going to come, you know, the degree is going to come from a very, you know, uh, prestigious university. So you're going to get the degree. You're going to compete at the highest level in the big 10. We have a great staff. We wrestle a good schedule. You know, we have other great recruits in the program. So there's lots of things built into it just by, you know, where we're at and, and what we have that not everybody has. So it does come down to, Hey, do the kids fit, you know, the culture of your program. And the only way you can get a gauge on that is they've got to spend time together, mm -hmm. right? They've got to be able to hang out with the team and get to know them to know like, Hey, yes, I do fit in here and I will be supported in the ways that I want to. That, that ends up being a big deal. Um, because again, if they're not happy at the end of the day, if they don't feel supported, they're not happy. It's not going to be good. You're not on the same page. So we work hard and maybe consider that as important as just the other things that mom and dad want to know too. Like, Hey, education needs to be good. They need to be looked after all of those things that are, are important to people as well. Well, that's what I was going to, I was going to say too, is, you know, uh, obviously these are, these are growing men that, that you know, growing young men that, uh, that, that we're recruiting that we want to fit the program, but making that connection with mom or dad or grandpa or, you know, big brother, whoever's on the trip with them, making that connection with families is as important sometimes because mom and dad are the ones sending their, their baby to be cared yep. after they know they, they need to know that they're being cared after. Yeah, that's a big deal. It really is. And, and even with the transfer portal, you know, being kind of more open than ever before. Right. And we've talked about that as well. Um, you don't want to move. You don't want to mm -hmm. have to move. Right. Like, you know, that's, that's just not something that, you know, I don't think even if you don't know what it is, that's just time and energy spent on something that's not productive. So you would rather get it right the first time. Right. I think you just you want to get to a place where you're going to be happy and be supported and then and then stick with it. You know, not not have to move and figure things out again. Like that's just wasted time and energy, in my opinion. So let's get it right the first time. And, and we go to great lengths to make sure we give kids and families every opportunity to figure that out. From from Purdue standpoint, I don't want to speak for other programs, but at least how we view it, because we think it's that important. And Corey, you brought up an interesting point about, you know, the other like the whole family. Right. Um, it's it's always interesting to me when we talk to these recruits and their families about like. Who influences the decision in every family? You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's it's just the young man or young woman's choice. Like, you know, it's just it's solely their choice. Mom and dad have no input, so on and so forth. Other times mom and dad have a ton of input. Other times, you know, their high school coach has a lot or their club coach has a lot of input. And so it's always interesting to work through like figuring out what that dynamic is and who, you know, and who's, you know, pushing the needle one way or the other. Yeah. I, 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 re I'm not going to throw anybody, uh, throw anybody out there here, here on this. I remember a couple of years ago having a conversation with a coach and and they said, you know, we we had to be really nimble in our approach here because we thought the dad had a lot of influence in a positive way. So we were leaning into that and come to find out the more we got to know the kid, uh, maybe there was some some pushback against the dad. And so, you know, you had to flip like mid pitch into, OK, you know, let's go this direction instead, because maybe this is going to be uh, uh, more advantageous to us. And it just to be able to just have to read the tea leaves on the fly like that is, is kind of wild. 
Yeah, you know, and at the end of the day, right, you're you're dealing with, and, and mom and dad are certainly there, as we've talked about, but you're dealing with young men who this is the next stage of life, and they're trying to figure out who they want to be, right? And this is a part of it. Stepping away from home, if you will, is is honestly part of that and showing them, hey, when you leave home, this is what your experience can and, and would be, yep. you know, and, and so it is, it's a delicate balance. You know, I think I think that's just right for most of us, you know, that we all bring priorities and experiences with us. And just to have an understanding of of that is is, is big for any coach. You know, I, if you don't know what you're dealing with or what's important, boy, it's going to be awfully hard to coach that young person. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thanks for indulging uh, me that uh, that recruit talk. I, I, I think that's <laughs> fascinating stuff. That's that's the only way I'm going to hear it. So this is good. Yep. And we're, we are, like I said, we're in the middle. We're we're. Just finished week two last week, and we've got two more in a row. And of course, we're going to do some in in October. We're in the middle of a of a month long stretch of just being really busy with it. Yeah, it's been nuts, but but a good time for sure. Also, good to get them out of the way the first half of the football schedule before things really you know pick up for before you guys get to twenty hours a week and and match prep. Now, now you're thinking like a coach, buddy. Yeah. There you go. You're on the page. <laughs> Love it. The football season also agreed with us this year because yes. the amount of, we don't have many home games in October this year. So it was, it was kind of a, we had to get, we, you know, if kids wanted to come to football games, we had to get them in early. Mm-hmm. That's because that's when the games were. <laughs> They're not, uh, they are not checking with us before uh, making those football schedules five years, six years. I wish, out. They, no. I wish they would. I wish they would. <laughs> yeah. Someday. Someday. So, uh, Wanted to uh, transition topics here a little bit. Um, this is just more of a general sports world thing. Um, as and, and you know, there's a there's a slight tie to to Erzlin on this one because of the location. <laughs> but um, a uh, a a major college football coach was let go last weekend um, at uh, your former stop, Nebraska, Tony. And uh, there was a lot of talk in the media. Um, in regards to the coach's buyout. And uh, it was like, was 15 million, Corey? Was that right? 15 million. Uh, uh, and they paid a, they paid a premium to, yeah. uh, to, to move him out three weeks early when, when the buyout would have been cut in half to seven and a half million. But uh, Nebraska made mm-hmm. the choice, not an easy one to, uh, to go ahead and pay it and, and move on uh, from Scott Frost immediately and uh and start looking for what the next move is um then yeah that that caused a lot of talk and really a lot of you know everyone has their their preconceived notions of money in college athletics the the related to this is the tv deal that was widely reported that you know is yeah. is partially true uh as far as how it was reported and how people understand it so yeah that's that's sort of what the angle we're, we're coming from here. Yeah. And it's, it's the fact that like there was the, the thing that stirred up in the wrestling world. I saw a lot of this on social media of different, uh, you know, pundits and personalities that talked about like what else you could do with that seven and a half million dollars, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, you know, it sparked a lot of conversations in my life with some of my friends and people, you know, colleagues that I work with and, uh, and, you know, Tony, we, we talked about it a little bit, but I thought that uh, there are definitely some, some interesting takes on both sides. Yeah. 
I can argue both sides of this really effectively. I feel like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter matter if you tell me what side to take. I mean, on one hand, right. It seems fairly irresponsible to just spend seven and a half million that you could wait three weeks and save and have that available for programs and, and other things. Right. And we're all saying, wow, that's a lot of money and we could do a lot of good with that. And it's true. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you that that's not true. And then there's the other side where, you know, um, and I think um, this might have even been mentioned. I read this somewhere, but as a coach, I think of this in the same way. Like there is a loyalty in this decision of we have young men who have been in this program four and five years and they deserve every chance to do well this year. You know what I mean? And we're trying to help them with every, you know, finish or conclude this four or five year career at Nebraska in the best possible way. And as a coach, you you like that because you want to have loyalty to your kids. Like that athletic experience is a big deal. I mean, we just spent 10, 15 minutes talking about recruiting and doing everything we can to find the best possible fit because you want these kids to fit your culture and your program. And we, we spent all kinds of money and time and effort doing that. And so on the back end, do you not owe them the same opportunity even though the, the sums of money right in that in this instance are just just crazy and it de- defies you know you know or boggles my mind at least you know that's a lot of money um so yeah it's i think it's 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 a tough one i think what's even more dangerous though to me is it maybe sometimes creates a false narrative too that people feel like there's just all of this uh, crazy amounts of money just floating around out there that are available for everybody and that's that's certainly not the case. And I think it, it can be a dangerous one, you know, and certainly Nebraska's in a good financial position, right? You know, with what they are. I mean, I think they've still got their home sellout streak intact and they are very, very well supported in that way. So they do have some of those funds. But again, it, people look at it and you think, well, there's just college college athletics has all of this money out there. And I think that that is a dangerous one because as a, an Olympic sport, right, which we are, you know, there's just not gobs of cash out there for everybody. Right. You know, that's just not not true. Um, and people would have you believe that. But I think if you operate under that assumption, it's a very dangerous one for college athletics. So it is actually something that that worries me a little bit when you see some of these headlines out there. And maybe people gives people the wrong perspective about where college athletics is at, especially the Olympic sports. You know, when you think of uh, softball, baseball, wrestling, track and field, you know, some of these other sports that are so important. Yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's a wild thing. And, and, you know, like I said, you can talk in circles on this kind of all day. Um, and one of the realizations that I kind of, you know, cause my initial, like my moral compass throws it out there that I, it, it's a waste, right? You, you give somebody $15 million to go away. Like that's wild to me. Like that's, you know, what, what did the, what did the L, the former LSU coach say, Tony, he said something about like, uh, Ed Orgeron said, Orgeron. which door you want me to leave through when they, <laughs> when they gave him his buyout, he just said, ah, that's cool. Show me what door you want me to leave through. And when I, <laughs> that's, I mean, that, and that's a I, quote. I want to, I, I want a job someday where they'll pay me 17 and a half million dollars to just go away. <laughs> give me a million dollars. You'll never see me again. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, I, my, my inner like moral outrage to the whole situation was, was kind of like on point, but then a friend of mine, you know, he brought up the point that he's like, well, you know, 
who are you to tell somebody what to do with their money? It's their money. Yeah. They, they earned that money. They, yeah. they did whatever, whatever they did in their life to be successful. Like that's their money. Yeah. And so if that's what they want to spend it on, like what businesses have as of your viewers, Tanner, like why, why sure. does your moral compass matter? And, yeah. uh, and he was totally right. He was 100% right. And I had to like, you know, kind of nod my head and be like, yeah. Okay. Well, and sometimes you got to spend seven and a half million to make 50. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. you know I mean? Right. Like nobody knows. And certainly we don't either like what's going on behind the scenes, right? Like you don't really know what's all involved. And you know, there, there could have been certain pressures like, Hey, this needs to happen now. So that for the future, other situations are intact, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes you got to do it. You don't want to, and you, you maybe it is irresponsible, but we do this now and it's going to save us on the back end too. Who knows? What do they say? Can't, uh, can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. Is that, is that how it goes? Yep. Yeah. No doubt. With eggs. Um, so yeah, like I said, an interesting topic. It's cool to look at it from both, both vantage points, but I think that, uh, you know, sometimes it's good to get this stuff out there for people to hear and think through, so that they don't have the initial, you know, moral outrage that I had and not, you know, really think it through and, and, uh, and look at it from all vantage points. So, um, I thought that was a good one. Uh, Corey, I thought we had one more topic for you. Yeah. The other thing, uh, sort of, sort of pseudo related to, uh, it kind of on the, the, the preconceived notions or the, the preconceived thoughts that people might have of, of college athletics is is kind of nil in the transfer portal and uh, how that is affecting the college athletics world in general and and because this is the wrestling show uh your sport specifically tony uh just uh navigating those waters and you know i know you've got you've gotten a couple of transfers uh, grad yeah, transfer yeah. comes to mind last year uh, uh michael wolf but but, uh, Jake, Jake Knoll joined us this year from uh, from NC State. So, um, listen, and this can change, right? Like things change week to week. You know, I just in our world every day. Yeah, I mean, this is the wild thing that you know. I don't know if, if maybe some people realize this, maybe not. But I mean, honestly, we're t- we're hearing things on Zoom calls one week, and a week or two later, they're saying, "Yeah, forget about that. We're in a different place now. Consider this." Yep. And so it does, it makes your head kind of spin a little bit, but that's the environment we're in and you have to adjust and move quickly. And so I think that's what we've tried to do is, uh, you know, you want to get ahead of things. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself constantly reacting, that's to me problematic. And so everything that from what we've tried to do is just get ahead of it and make decisions with what we know today, realizing it's imperfect because, you know, things can change, but but to operate in that way where you're trying to anticipate and get ahead and make the best decisions possible is good. And so for our part, how are you going to handle NIL? You know, we've made the kind of maybe the moral decision that just buying a kid, here's a bag of money, come wrestle for us. It doesn't always get the right fit or the kid that you want, or are they going to be happy? And if they're not, are they going to leave and just take their bag of money? Yep. I mean, we've seen that, right. We've already seen uh, people, especially say football or basketball, take money and still leave. Yep. And I think in over the course of the next year or two, 
the way I put it, there's going to be a lot of dead bodies out there, you know, in the landscape where there were deals not honored or, you know, people didn't get the deal they thought they were going to get. And there's going to be hard feelings and some things are going to come to light. So I think that'll shake itself out. But for right now, I think you just got to shoot uh, people straight. This is your experience at Purdue. This is how we help you. And yes, NIL is part of it. Excuse me. NIL is part of it. I'm not ignoring it. We are, we have NIL, there's a collective. So there are those things built in here for people, but how Purdue has chosen to go about it, I think I'm very comfortable with, you know, like there is access to employers and business and people who want to sponsor NIL deals. There is a collective that there'll be those opportunities, but it's been above board and, you know, um, you know, done in a way that I think most people feel good about. Um, we've had people in that are telling us about some crazy things and it's not just the big schools, you know, people think, Oh, crazy. big Ten or <clears throat> power five crazy. crazy deals where people are talking about large sums of money, even from mid majors or smaller trying to attract kids with, you know? And so, you know, that's just not something again, um, that, that we're about it. That's not the first thing that you should try to attract a kid with, you know, you want to provide them opportunities for it. But boy, if the reason you're coming to school is just because of a bag of cash, I just see that going sideways. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, first disagreement you have with a coach or you weren't on the same page about how we want to train and how we want to compete I'm with out. a team you're around. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. So, yeah. you know, yep. anyway. <laughs> no, it's 100% true. Yeah. And uh, I will say it, it has been cool that, um, Thus far in, in this recruiting season, I think that uh, a lot of the parents and, and kids that we've met with have found it kind of refreshing that we're, we're open and honest about the fact that we're not, we're not going to try and buy you. Like, this is your athletic scholarship aid that we're, we're offering you. NIL is available if you want to supplement that. Mm-hmm. Here's all the ways that you can do that. Um, but, but yeah, there's no, uh, there, there's no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Yep. And, and just to just to be clear here, like the decision that we're not going to we're not going to bring a bag of money to to the to, to the process. Is that made at the coaching staff level? Is it made at the institution level? Is that that's the approach? Produce? <laughs> now, that's a tricky question, right? Like you say it now. Listen, I think here at Purdue um, and, and what we've heard from everything top down, right, that that's made. Uh, at the high administration level, but I, I also, you know, I'm not naive enough to think that each coach isn't making individual decisions about yeah. how they're going to, you know, conduct business under this umbrella. You know what I mean? I just think there's still enough leeway and latitude because there's lack of some guidance, right? I mean, we, and we can talk about how the NCAA has chosen to handle this, you know, because of lawsuits and different things, they've stepped back and, and let this kind of you know, NIL legislation take a, a life of its own to some, to some extent. So there's still a lot of latitude for make their own judgments, you know, their own moral, moral judgments. And I think for us, it's just a be, be honest about where we're at. And, and it's, and again, I just want to make this uh, clear for any recruits listening, right. Cause that's what we're about. It's we are not against NIL. We are, we wholeheartedly support it. Sure, it's yeah. just how you go about your business is what's so important, you know? And I think morally and ethically that still is big because 
man, these young men, they're coming here and their parents are going to entrust you to make them good men. And, you know, you've got to live that. So, so we, so we try to live it. Here's the opportunities and here's how you can do it. And we're all about it. Like I said, Peyton Stovall, Jack Gallagher. Great. They will show you how to make, take advantage of this. And we fully support that, but it's not, Hey, go in the portal. I got a bag of money for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not where we're starting or how we view this whole, this whole process, I guess. Yeah. And wrestling hasn't been affected to the same degree that like basketball or football have been thus far um the uh the numbers of kids going into the portal what was what was it like i want to say it was like oh, 30 or 40 percent of men's basketball players in the country at division one went yep. into the portal last year or something like it was some absurd number mm-hmm. and i think uh, women's volleyball was at an astronomical level for them mm-hmm. this past year as well and they they took a huge jump and re- i'm sure wrestling did too um so it's it's still it's like everything else we're just trying to let it play out and see where it's going to go and how it's going to happen um you know nil has definitely changed the travel transfer portal and how that works and so on and so forth but you know it's funny we get we get so many questions from people about you know, you hear rumors about things that happen out there and they're like, oh, did you hear about this? Do you, do you know if that's true? Right. Like, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> I heard the same thing you did. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know, you're right. I don't want to know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting time to uh, to be in this business. Yeah. We are also uh, more scheduled news coming quickly here for uh not just the Boilermakers, but the entire Big Ten. Uh, there's, there's been some emails and some, some discussions about the fact that uh, we will see the conference schedule here in the next uh, few days. Hopefully, um, you know, probably next, next week at the latest. But uh, that'll be great to finally get the full picture of, of what we're doing this year, Tony, and where we're going and, and how we're going to get there. No doubt, it'll be glad to have kind of the finality of the schedule in place, and you'll know exactly how, when, and where you're competing against who. So yeah, I look forward to that. And and they did say kind of to your point that, you know, we had a zoom call earlier this week on Monday and they said we were down to hours in terms of the schedule being released. Now that was on Monday. So we're still waiting, but you know, it could happen today, tomorrow, Friday, you know, I'm hopeful, you know, if we get to next week, so be it, but they did say we're down to hours and, and that's got us excited. And no, no one's happier about that fact than AJ Eats at, at the Big Ten Conference office to get that done. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no doubt. Well, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get back together uh, once we know the schedule and talk that through. We'll also uh, recap World Championships and and uh, host. Probably meet, a, probably meet another new member of the staff next week too. There we yep. go. There we go. No doubt. And the women are wrestling the semifinals. You brought up the world championships, right? They're in the middle of their semifinals now. I've not seen results, so I'm, I'm anxious to check that out. And we can talk uh, results next week. Sounds good. Until then, uh, enjoy your weekend, boys. Boiler up.